So a young priest who had just a great amount of passion for serving the poor asked Mother Teresa this simple question, what more can I do to help those in need? He said, I, I pray the mass, I pray the rosary, I pray the breviary. What more can I do to serve the poor, to help the poor? Mother Teresa answered, what you're saying is good, but that is not enough. My son, this is not enough. Love cannot be reduced to the indispensable minimum. Love deserves the maximum. The young priest, really astounded by this, expecting to be you know, almost rewarded by her, but all, by all his, his great prayer and works of charity. But she, again, she certifies this. Jesus himself, she says, sacrifices charity for prayer. Without God, we are too poor to help the poor. In a world where noise triumphs and silent flees, today Jesus gives us his great example. Quiet, be still. This morning in our That Man Is You group, our, you know, our speaker said, you know, quite simply, Scripture offers us great clarity. Scripture even offers us answers that we seek. So in today's gospel, when the, you know, his apostles, his disciples were perishing, so to speak, on the boat, what does he say? Quiet, be still. We have a question. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? In other words, Jesus, help us. His answer wasn't exactly do this or do that. He says, quiet, be still. I find it even more alarming that there are other boats with them, yet we don't hear about those other boats. The need to help them is not a priority for Jesus at that moment. It's simply quiet, be still. Now we hear about violent squall. What's important to know is these are fishermen. It's not that unheard of for them to hear you know, or experience fear, you know, bad weather and, and, you know, bad waters where their lives may even be in danger. But yet this one, this time, is so severe that they are nervous. So this is serious. Now, the, our, in our gospel, those words, quiet, be still, even comes earlier in Mark's gospel where Jesus says, quiet, come out of him. There's a seriousness to this, almost to the effect of where he's healing those who are possessed by the devil, by evil. He says those same words, be quiet, be still. In our own lives, the recipe for chaos is silence. Now it sounds so trivial, silence. But if we again look at scripture pretty deeply today, whatever we're dealing with, whatever hardship we're coming face with, the answer is simple, quiet, be still, prayer. But not just prayer, not always just scripted prayer, although that's good, it's silence. The language of God is silence. If we look to two of our most important figures in scripture, Mary and Joseph, you know, we see Joseph, the second greatest saint in scripture, and yet we hear no word from him. Sometimes we think the gospel writers might not just have captured that, but I think the opposite. He just spent his life in silence. Now, how about Mary? We hear words from Mary all the time, but we don't hear a lot of them. And I find it really even more alarming that at the foot of the cross, Mary offers us nothing, very little. 
Now, one might say the gospel writers missed it, but I actually think, no, she was silent. She was communicating with the living God in front of her in silence. Now, take a young married couple, for example, at this idea of silence and really just the benefit of you know, knowing our Lord in silence. A married couple, when they first start together, you know, we teach them in marriage prep, communicate. We have to talk more and really just, you know, always be in communication for a successful marriage. But then we learn later in life that we communicate less, but somehow we know more. There's a, there's, you know, there's a silent communication between a husband and wife that goes deeper than just words. And this is what our Lord is, is talking about today. In order to deepen our relationship with God, we must encounter silence. Even some of our Exodus men are challenged with, with this as they encounter an entire hour each and every day of silence. Right? How can they do this? When they sit down, their mind wrestles. And we all do this. We sit down in silence and it's about what, you know, what to do, what's on our plate. And sometimes our heart is screaming out to us in that silence. Like, these are the things that occupy us right now. There's a, a realization in that moment that we have something to gain when we give up something important, our time. Right now, today, uh, we celebrate the memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas, a great doctor of the church. We have some of his writings in the, in the Summa, which is we just can't ever really digest what it means in our lives. And we might spend decades uh, still um, really reflecting on this great work. And we have, of course, his hymns that we use in the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. And all his great works, everything he's accomplished, which is great, he stood there at the end of his life, near the end of his life, I should say, and he had this great ecstasy, a vision of Christ, where there was an actual exchange in silence, where he communicated to God and God communicated to him in the silence of his heart. And what does he say after this moment? I cannot write any further because all that I've written seems like straw to me. So in that moment where he communicated with God in the silence, he was so taken back of that experience that all the great works were nothing, were nothing compared to what he experienced in that silence. And it's just an incredible witness to us that when we go there in the silence of our hearts, when we communicate with God in, in that interior life, what really is in store for us? That silence, right? And scripture again tells us silence is the key. Silence is the answer to our struggles. You know, and today we, we pray in a special way through the intercession of, of St. Thomas, these words of silence. You know, our gospel says, why are we terrified? You know, these are the words that Jesus is trying to tell us. Why are we scared of silence? Why do we not trust in God and what he's telling us today? So today we offer our prayers to St. Thomas so that we can experience um, the interior life, the, the relationship he had with Christ towards the end of his life and compares him to all the things that worry us today, that they're straw compared to what God can give us.